0: The following podcast is a glimpse into the life of Ecclesia Houston. We pray it is a blessing as you seek to follow Jesus, the liberating King, and live in His kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. Ecclesia, Merry Christmas. (laughs) We hope that all of your celebrations yesterday were richly blessed. Uh, I got some sweatpants and a neck massager and a tea kettle. It's official. I'm old. I'm old now. It's over. Um, but yes, it is still very much Christmas. I know that some of you are probably looking already at, at ornaments and decorations and making your plans to take them down. Your, your tree will be on the curb before we even hit the new year. Um, others of you, the tree just won't come down at all, and you'll just continue to decorate it for each passing holiday, right? I know who you are. Um, I would suggest that either extreme may be its own form of you know, mild insanity, but we are living in times where all of us are suffering under some form or another of mild insanity. So whatever works for you, it's all good. Uh, but in any case, it remains for the next two weeks, in fact, the, the season of Christmastide. It lingers in the church calendar all the way to Epiphany, which, we, uh, which commemorates for us the visit of the, the Magi, the first revelation of the infant Christ to the Gentiles, this baby, this this long-awaited child has come, and suddenly everything has changed. Or has it? We're not really told a lot about what happens next. The shepherds return to their fields, though the wise men return to their own country. Years pass. As Pastor Sean suggested a few weeks ago, you might imagine them asking, whatever happened to the to the good news the good news of great joy for all people that was promised the angels haven't given us much of an update right so I'm guessing that I I'm not alone in having experienced a very particular and chilling realization upon becoming a parent and I came to this realization shortly after our oldest uh, miles was born so Lauren had been absolutely amazing uh, throughout the the labor i was in awe of her strength uh, throughout and and he came without any great complication he was healthy we were so grateful and so eventually it was time to, to head home and so we had packed up everything in the hospital room and lauren was being taken in the wheelchair down to the exit doors um, where i would would come to meet her because i was making my way across of the the sprawling hospital complex to the parking garage uh, to get our car and i get in and i turn the key in the ignition and nothing it's cars dead completely and i it occurs to me almost in this same moment that i have left my cell phone with lauren i have no way of of getting a hold of her of letting her know uh, why i am uh, delayed and i'm not particularly proud of what happens next because somewhere in the bowels of the texas medical center there likely to this day exists security footage of a very troubled uh, individual, uh, breathlessly pacing and cursing back and forth in a nervous panic for what had to have been several minutes. Um, now eventually I was able to come upon some, some aid and, and get my car started and finally after what feels like, it felt like an hour was probably far less, I was able to make my way to the curb where Lauren and our newborn son were waiting and I was, I was still visibly just distraught and sweaty from the stress. Uh, And I surely could not have articulated it this way at the time. But there was something about leaving the, the relative bubble of childbirth and then emerging back into the world and being met immediately by these unfortunate circumstances, this vehicular betrayal that left me exposed. This baby had come into my life, and yet much to my existential dread, I realized that I was still the same person. That I I didn't magically become more patient or level-headed in a time of crisis. I didn't become any less likely to spiral into self-condemnation and shame as though I could have done anything to have prevented the situation. No less anxious about the things that were outside of my control. Could i really do this and so a baby certainly changes the context it changes the world around you it changes your responsibilities but that doesn't necessarily mean that you change not really not completely certainly not immediately and that's the question we're faced with today what happens after the manger what happens after the shepherds have returned to their flocks and the angels have faded from view after the the aroma of frankincense in the air begins to dissipate what happens when christmas is over and it feels as though we are much the same person that we were before so the apostle paul he addresses this same tension in his letter to the galatians a church that was in itself very much clinging to what it had been prior to experiencing the gospel message of of shalom wholeness of of freedom and grace and and paul chides these people for for so easily falling under this temptation toward false teaching and a lot of messages of of self-help and of these outward displays of religious legalism and condemnation and, and division And Paul reminds them that that because of Jesus, because of the word made flesh, that we have been made heirs of God's covenant with Abraham. There is now no longer Jew or Greek, male or female, slave or, or free. We are all made one in Christ, equal in belonging. And he rebukes them for their forgetfulness. He says, it was in your youth. Remember, it was in your spiritual infancy that you were enslaved to the ways of the world, the way things were before Jesus came to live and walk among us. Why would you want to go back to those days? So in Galatians 4, he puts it this way. He says, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as children. And because you are children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a child. And if a child, then also an heir through God. Formerly, when you did not know God, you were enslaved to beings that by nature are not gods. Now, however, you have come To know God, or rather to be known by God, how can you turn back again to the weak and beggarly elemental spirits? How can you want to be enslaved to them again? And so, my caution for you and for myself is that our tendency at this time of year is to want to look ahead in a kind of self driven optimism and and to perhaps set. Specific intentions, we call them resolutions, which may be very helpful for some of us who are are naturally goal-oriented and wired to find those kinds of of, uh, Checklists and and deadlines as as sufficient motivation, but but my guess is that most of us and I would include myself are generally just doing our stumbling best (laughs) to get by in the day to day while fighting the feeling that we are invariably falling short in some area of life or another caring well for our loved ones attending to our our vocational and our, our social civic obligations trying to find time to spend god spend time with god and in god's word trying to find time for for prayer trying to seek the good of others and serve, to serve our neighbors, to to cultivate and sustain meaningful relationships, meaningful friendships. Maybe if we have time to pursue and grow in our unique talents and passions, maybe if we have time to to exercise and care well for our bodies, maybe if we have time to to care well for our mental and emotional health, and and maybe if, if we're doing all of that and we still have time to enjoy life and not simply just survive it and then we have this added layer of avoiding contagion in this maddening, troubling, just deeply discouraging era in which we find ourselves and before we know it, we find that we've come to the end of another year and we're exhausted. And we're saying the same thing we've said before. Well, maybe next year it'll be different. But what if it could be Ecclesia? The birth of Christ is not only the incarnate God coming into the world, but it is God sending the spirit of the son into our hearts, a spirit that is crying out even now from within, Abba, Father, Emmanuel, God with us is with you. And the life with God is not a list of rules To be followed or a list of tasks to be accomplished or a competition to be won the life with god is an invitation to recognize that just as the spirit came to rest and grow in mary's womb that spirit lives and grows within you and so the reality is that while you are indeed the same person that you were before christmas the good news that God never asked you to be anything else. God never asked you to be anything else. It's not about what you're doing. It's about what God is doing. God is birthing new life in you right now, right where you are and as you are, right in the midst of your circumstances, right in the midst of your relationships, in the midst of your hopes, in the midst of your failures, It's the same voice that God was trying in vain to call out to me years ago in a hospital parking garage saying, Mike, it's going to be okay. You're not a horrible father. You just haven't slept in two days, right? And it's the truth that is calling out to you today in whatever struggles you may be facing and whatever opportunities and crises you may come to face. So Christmas is this invitation to stop just simply trying to power through it all trying to measure up. Instead, it's time to, to pause and to feel the kicking, to feel the labor pains. So we, we participate by trusting God's wisdom that it is shaping that new life within us. And we also participate actively in some ways by engaging in the kinds of, of spiritual practices that, that orient our hearts and our lives toward God and toward community. We're gonna be talking a lot about orientation to community in the coming weeks. But ultimately, it's God doing the work. And the question for us is only whether or not we will respond as Mary did. Here am I, the servant of the Lord, be it unto me according to your word, according to your will. And so when that new life, that spirit emerges into the world through us, children of God, what will it looked like? How will we know it? How will we recognize it? We've been told it comes in many different forms, but it looks much the same. And it's these fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. There is no law against such things. And so family, Friends, may you find yourself in the coming days and in this season ahead, able to set aside your own plans, your own assumptions, your own expectations. They are very rarely met. But instead, be able to to listen, to discern, to, to feel and trust that spirit heartbeat within, to protect it, to nourish it, to talk with God about it. Because whatever it is, it is growing. And in God's time, it too will be revealed. And I pray that that would be true for you, for me, for our whole family as we look ahead to this new year. Thanks be to God. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information, please visit our website at www.ecclesiahouston.org.